0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ.
1: Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and longtime supporters of the Hurricanes. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse.
0: Yeah, this is S-E-N-Z Hurricane Valley talking Canes uh, with our good mate uh, Norm Hewitt out of the capital. G'day, Norm, how are you? Oh, good, Ricardo. Really well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Good. Um, the Canes, of course, got the force this weekend, uh, so they've got to travel to Perth, which is far from ideal uh, before uh, the playoffs start. And uh, it sounds like there might be a few down uh, with illness. I know that they missed a board about eight last week uh, due, to, due to the flu, um, and I know that as I mentioned earlier, that Geordie Barrett uh, couldn't come on the show tonight because he's th- he's down with the flu as well.
1: Yeah, look, mate. Uh, up front at the beginning of the show, you know, chemist warehouse, go get your flu shot. I thought I don't know if the canes have had their flu shot. What kind of flu they're talking about? Because mate, eight down, and you've got to give it to those ones that were sitting in their lounges at the beginning of the week, and then they were on the field scoring tries at the end of the week last week against the uh, against the Rebels. But it's having a massive impact, and you know just what you said about you know, potentially Ardy's not going as well. Uh, long way to go to Perth. Hey, would the Force have the uh,
0: the ability to tip the Canes up right at the last hurdle? Who knows? Well, I mean that, that's the thing, Norman. You know, it's it's not really so much about what that means for the Hurricanes because I think the Canes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they're not going to uh, they're not going to catch the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to play the Drawer in allow toker, and I can't see the Chiefs dropping points then there but they could be caught by both the Reds and the Waratahs um, so if that happened then they would possibly face the Crusaders rather than facing the Chiefs in Hamilton uh, and the other thing that could affect is uh, if the Force get up and win. Uh, then the Highlanders uh, are under pressure to beat the Rebels, and they're a bit undermanned because they've got, uh, of course, uh, Marty Banks having to run around at ten for them because uh, there's no Mitch Hunt and there's uh, no Sam Gilbert either.
1: Yeah, and so you know that's and that's sport, right? That's footy. Right at the end of the season, whatever's going to um, front up, you've got to take those uh, those opportunities. And as you say, uh, we won't know until either tomorrow or, or even Friday, what kind of team was going to front up in Perth and or the Highlanders versus the Rebels. And then from there, it's going to be anyone's guess. Because, look, this, let's be assured, the their top three are the top three. And the best game of the weekend, watching the Blues and the Brumbies play right down to the wire, that's the top of the Aussies and the top of the top of the Kiwis with the Crusaders just behind them. So, Anything else could happen from nine upwards to uh, to four really. So gonna be a really interesting week, Ricardo. You just can't pick it. Just I'm in mean, the top two or three, yes, absolutely. But the rest of it, it's all gonna hinge on who's gonna who's gonna be named in the team.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we're waiting to hear that news. Uh, I'm not sure when we're gonna get that news. Of course, that game is Saturday well, Sunday morning technically, it's midnight Saturday slash Sunday, so uh, I'm picking that, that we'll get that team probably th- uh, probably tomorrow at some point. Um, this is Hurricane Valley brought to you by uh, Razine, and uh, decorate with confidence with quality Kiwi-made Razine paints. Uh, Norm, uh, Keen to get your take on this, now, you've watched the Canes a lot this season, uh, and a guy who's been an all black uh then went away and has come back again as uh, Julian Savia the the bus he had problems in France as well uh, but he's talking uh, in the last couple of weeks about how he wants a permanent move to 12 he sees that as his best position going forward i always worried about his work rate for a 12 i don't know about you what do you make of that
1: well it's an interesting uh well it's an interesting statement to make particularly when you've played most of your well you're playing all your uh, professional career that winger's position, um, does he have? Does he have that work rate and skill set to to transition? Only Tom will tell. Uh, I I can't even put him next to where Geordie Barrett's transitioned from fifteen to um, to the midfield. So, mate, to be honest, I think Julian's just starting to show some form as a winger, and weekend that was one of his better games he had the best work rate that he's had all season uh done some good finishing and he got involved but does that kind of mean that uh yep i'm gonna i can go now and choose to go and play in midfield i think there's a lot of other midfielders that you have to look at before you even consider someone like Julian Xavier but yeah. again that's what the coaches and the players sit down and talk about you know future aspirations what is your um position you want to play and as we see you know Garden Bashett was playing on the wing he's the first
0: five yeah that's why I mean he can't get in the team now uh, the way Aidan Morgan's yeah. going can he
1: that's right and, and you have to say look Aidan Morgan is, is we've been through a couple of iterations of first five and now I think we've found that uh, the player that's really suited for the Hurricanes uh, game style uh, Aiden Morgan fast uh, reads the game really really well very agile on his feet defense wise and nothing against um, the young boy love he's he's a classy player as well but he looks pretty uh pretty solid at fullback so players can be transition but i think that's a big call for someone like Julian savier well he's putting it out in the universe and let's see what happens i think he would have to drop drop a few kilos to actually become really Agile, because you look at the second fives like um, Geordie who's come in and uh, umang and Jensen and and alike in uh, Sullivan. They, they're they big, wiry, and they've got pace and speed off the mark. And I think that's where, potentially, that's where Dylan would have to work extremely hard on.
0: Yeah, you'd have to get there. Actually, the, you look at that Hurricanes backline at the moment, and there are a lot of good young players coming through with a bit of you know experience around them. You've got guys like TJ Perinara, of course, Geordie and Julian, but then I mean you know Josh Morby um, played left wing on the weekend. He's he's done really well at fullback as well. Ruben Lover you mentioned who's played ten and fifteen, uh, looks pretty good as well. And then Aiden Morgan at ten, so it's quite a nice combination that the Canes have got going at the moment.
1: Oh, I agree, and I think that balance of experience and youth has, has really equalised itself out. They uh, complement each other um, with the the older heads to the younger heads and that excitement that a young head brings with that kind of old head, come kind of, take a breath, boys, we don't have to go and uh, break every gain line now, has been one of the things that has shaped out to be uh, very good towards the end of the last um or end of the season for the Hurricanes as they build into that quarterfinals, into the semis and finals. So I've, I'm really um, pleased with where the the team has developed, particularly their backline. And you know, seeing some of those guys coming back from long-term injuries into the forward pack. But see, look, again, you take someone like um, uh, for the for the Hurricanes who was sitting in the uh, where was he? It was uh, Siwa. Uh, who was sitting somewhere in the uh well up in Pāmi in, in a house somewhere and then get caught up and he scores a try as as the fourth fifth backup hooker
0: yeah, um, we will see. anything it. can happen. We've seen it happen earlier in the season, haven't we, with halfbacks. Now it's happened with hookers. I mean, he's probably got, he's had the call from Chris Gibbs and then he's had to ring his mates and go, boys, the barbecue's off. I've actually got to go play. So yep. don't come around to mine <laughs> looking for a barbecue because I'm not going to be here. Um, James O'Reilly got the start as well. So you're developing some yep. nice depth there at a, at a good time as well, particularly where Dane is at the moment in his career.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And that's where, I, you know, They are coming through, and it's just, can we hold them? That's the thing. Can we hold them in the hurricanes? Can we give them enough incentive to stay? would love, because that's your foundation. And again, you look at that balance between the forwards and the backs, there's enough sprinkling of youth versus the experience. And O'Reilly came on, and he, he served the um, served himself extremely well and put his hand up. Well, if you're That's a young what you want
0: yeah I mean if you're a young player at the moment in New Zealand looking for an opportunity you look at you know you got Dane Coles uh, is the incumbent there um, for, for, for the hooker and of course Bowden Barretts recently left and they still you know up until you know probably a couple of games ago didn't know who their best 10 was I mean it's a great place to go because you're gonna get opportunities because just because yeah. of the makeup of the of the Hurricanes squad at the moment
1: well, and I think it's part of that coaching uh, structure as well. You know, we've had a number of times with Gibbo and, and with the head coach as well around they want to develop these young players. So when you see that coming through, it's not just talking about it. You're seeing it actually happen real time. They've, they've gone beyond just, okay, the top four. They've said, we've got to have depth. Tapping one shoulder, keep ready, stay ready be part of the wider group right at the beginning of the season, because remember when they played uh, down, in, down in Queenstown, I do think they had like 30, 38, 39 players down there, not all of them stripped, but this is where they get in the environment, they understand what the game structure is, what the expectations are, and then they just front up and you go, where did that play come from? GPs is like he, he just knows what to do, and it hasn't just been three or four days with the team. That's, that's the kind of structure you want as a whole coaching group, and I think a region, and, and pretty happy with that at the moment, uh, Riccardo.
0: Yeah, what did you make of James O'Reilly and Tui uh, uh, Maili? I mean, you know, from from an all black, uh, former All Black hooker, what do you what did you see in those guys? You liked, and what do you think the work ons are at the moment?
1: Well, look, there's there's always work ons to go. I think O'Reilly with um, he's been around for a little while now. And he's had a number of injuries, and he's been really trying to crack the um, the top top echelon. He's really taking the opportunities. He's either there's some maturity that's come into his game where he can read the game, um, like where Colsey knows where to be, and um, pops up at, uh, at various places. He's physical, and I think that's one of the things you take with Dan Coles and and more. Uh, Riley's actually stepping into that space as well. Uh, work-ons is always just maturing within the game, and particularly the scrum. You know, owning that scrum uh, facet, and then of course, so uh, your your second uh, key job is to hit the line and look, done that well. I think uh, with Seal uh, is is just making sure, like he enjoyed the moment, and in your first game or your first few games or the opportunity you take. He took every opportunity. He saw the ball right at the end. He could have, you know, he just said, I'm going here. Hit the ground. reach the big arm out. And, of course, I thought, you know, that arm was quite an extension within that. And take the five points. It was great to see. And, again, same thing. Master your craft and your line-out, your uh, scrum. Two most important factors first. And then the rest of it, uh, build on that. And they've both got really good foundation.
0: It is a 12 past 7 here on Hurricane Valley on SCNZ. Ricardo Ball, Norm Hewitt with you. Starting a paint project, get advice from Resene that bring out the best in your home with quality Resene Paints, New Zealand's most trusted paint. It's 17 past seven here on SENZ. This is Hurricane Valley with Ricardo Ball and Norm Hewitt. Decorate with confidence with quality Kiwi-made resine paints. Make your house a home with quality resine paints and colours Kiwi-made since 1946. Uh, Norm, we uh, talking about some of the young players that have come into this Kane side of course, there was no Artie Savia on the weekend. Uh, there's no Artie Savia this weekend either, I don't think. Uh, Te Kamaka, Howden, playing eight. What did you make of that young fella? He's uh, probably got a little bit of size on uh, on Artie as well, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, look, in the last two games that I've seen this young player play, he's he's got some t- he's got talent, right? And, again, if we look into the future and this young man stays in the game and, and keeps everything balanced, he's got a big future in that position, really hard driving, pick out the ball off the back really good skill sets dis- distribution wise he's fast to the um, to do his job uh, executes really well and he's just going to get strength come and grown strength to strength it's all players do the more they put that uh, play in that top level uh, footy it allows them to really start honing their skill set and mastering their craft and as as Artie has over the years, where he's played on the on the loose side, uh, open, he's gone to the blind side, and I think Artie's found his niche at number eight. Great transition to see the you know the older player and Artie teaching a younger player like this young man here, and I can't I, I look forward to watching him uh, with interest because. The number eights in, in New Zealand, besides Adi, I think that they're very much on a par because we don't get that real drive what we do with Adi and any other number eight. Now, the only other one that I've seen um, with uh, with the Crusaders playing number eight is actually with uh, Blackadder. When he's played into the number eight position and he can play blind and he's played open, uh, again, he plays with this intensity and I think um, this young man has has got the ability to do that. And he, we've seen glimpses of it, Ricardo, which is really promising for the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few. I mean, Peter Garcia Cooler, I thought, had a good start to the season. He's maybe faded a little bit. And I think Hoskins Satudu's really um, put his hand up this season as well. Uh, but it's interesting you mentioned, you know, we were talking about number eights. Cause I've always thought that Artie is fine as a number eight, say, against the Wallabies. But if you play the South Africans or the Palms or the French, you need a bigger man, and that eight jump. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, look, and again, you 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 pick your team to the opposition, and you've got to be able to match up this the um, the skill sets and where they're strong. And I, I agree. You've got to you've got to look at it, Aussie. No problem. I I would more against the South Africans. But Adi can handle himself. I think it's more into the European stage of the likes of the English, the Irish, and the French. That's where you've got to be a bit more sized. And Adi would be, you know, again, working on the blind side, give us that, that parity. And, and that's what the coaches always look at. Is this the best position for the team that we're playing against? And what are we trying to achieve? And you know, I agree with you. You've always got to look at, what player is in the position to the opposition we're playing and is that the best choice for this game? So I'm sure we see that all the time and the more that we get into the kind of intricacies of the of the game, that's when the coaching really starts getting interesting.
0: Well, I mean, if we if we suggest that, you know, we're playing Ireland in a three T series, right, and we decide, you know, the Ian Foster says like thinks along the same lines we do and goes, look, you know, Artie's not big enough to play eight against a team like Ireland. Um, that m- gives him a bit of a problem because his captain is Sam Kane, who should be the number seven, but the form that Dalton Papali is in, the form that Artie Savi is in, you've mentioned Ethan or I mean, is there room for Sam Kane in an all-black, um, you know, sort of loose forward trio at the moment? And if there's not, then what happens to the captaincy? Yeah,
1: look... <sighs> Out of all the number sevens, I would still go with Kane to give him the first crack up front. That that would be me personally. Even with Babalee who's who's playing outstanding co right now. The traditional of a true number seven and up until the weekend before Kane got injured, I would have had him regardless. It's my captain, that's my number seven, and I'd build the rest of them around it. You've got great players that can fill up in any of the other positions, but I would have the number seven as as Kane. Then now, with the injury, we don't know how long that injury is going to be. Some are saying three to six weeks. Some are saying less. We don't know until we see him back on the field. He's going to be a few um, few metres short of a trot. So we are going to look at who's the in form because the Irish team, the Ireland team, are gonna come with that mentality. You haven't seen us play for a for a little while, lads. We have changed our game plan, which they have. You've watched the Six Nations and you watched the uh, European Cup. I think the the uh, Northern Hemisphere's teams have really stepped up the the structure of their game and playing a game that we are a wee bit behind on, and that's where the um, selections have got to be based on true form and who's
0: right to be playing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that All Blacks team looks. I, mean, I think they're going to name a squad of 36 for that Irish series, so it does give them uh, a few options, obviously. They're probably going to, but from the sounds of that, want to try a few different things. Uh, Norm, we should check. Uh, we should go through the uh, the round uh, that we have to come. Of course, we had that game earlier in the week uh, on Tuesday where Moana Pacifica played uh, the Force. Uh, the Force got the win there. We mentioned that and how that potentially changes things. And, of course, we've talked about the Canes as well uh, sending what looks like to be a slightly weakened team over uh, to Perth. So let's go through uh, the uh, the matchups and see what you think's going to happen. The Crusaders, Friday night, they're at home to Brad Bradthorne's Reds. Um, can you see anything bar a home win here? Uh, no,
1: I don't know. I think look, the the Reds the Reds have been okay, but not to the to the point where I would say they're going to be a real threat. Crusaders at home, they'll want to finish well because they'll be doing their numbers on where they want to finish. That I think is just going to be yep. Crusaders will put a match on, and again, I don't know. him in the team named who they're going to put on because they seem to have an endless depth. <laughs> within their uh, squad across the whole of the South Island. Well, at least the middle and the top. Um, so, yeah, Crusaders at home every day.
0: Yeah, I can tell you the Crusaders have just released their team before we started, actually. George Bauer, Brodie McAllister, uh, Oli Yeager is the front row. Sam uh, Whitelock and Scott Barrett are locks. Pablo Matera is at six. Ethan Blackadder at seven. Cullen Grace at eight. Then Bryn Hall and Fergus Burke are the halves. Lester Fanganuku and Sevi Reese are the wings. David Harveeli, Braden Ennall the midfield. Will Jordan at fullback. And then Ricky Jackson, Finlay Brewis, Tama Iti Williams, Zach Gallagher, Tom Christie, Mitch Drummond, Shay Fihaki, and George Bridge is the bench. So it's a pretty strong team. Well,
1: oh. oh, mate, oh, you read that and I go, well, okay.
0: Um, Reds. Reds. Be, be ready. Be ready, Reds. Be very ready. Be very ready. All right, <laughs> mate. Um, then on Saturday, we've got a, a, three, a 3 o'clock afternoon kickoff off uh, from Laotoka in Fiji. The Drua hosts the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs should win this. They should just be too strong, shouldn't they? Yeah,
1: they should, but, you know, you never, ever take the Fijian team lightly in their home, on their home ground. Anyone who does that are in for a bit of a shock. I don't believe the Chiefs will take them lightly. I don't believe the Chiefs will see this as a a, a true given either. They're going to have to work for the win. Uh, But, yeah, I I see the. It's not going to be a massive win. I just think it's going to be a hard day at the office and the Chiefs will take that one out for yep. sure, Ricardo.
0: Yeah, 7 o'clock Moana Pacifica against the Brumbies. I'm not sure how strong the Brumbies team is going to be, but uh, yep. given that Moana are backing up, it'll be their, what, uh, third game in nine days?
1: Well, this? I've got to take my hat off to Moana Pacifica because they've done the hardest road in this competition this year, how many times they have backed up each week in this competition more than any other team? It feels like that. It may not be that, but it feels like that. Uh, the Brumbies will be saying, "Let's rest a few, let's have have a bit of a bit of a team run," because I see this as more of a team run for the Brumbies, and that's no disrespect for Mona Pacifica. I just think they've you know have had a hard road this season. They have. will be better off for it, though.
0: They will be. They will be. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what they do next season. Uh, what about the Tars? Yeah. Quarter to 10. Uh, they take on the Blues over in Sydney. It'll be a Blues team, I would imagine, where they will rest a few. I doubt Bowden Barrett will play that one.
1: Well, see, this is where you go. We've got enough points in the bank. The Tars are at 37. The Tars will want the win. They'll want the win, and this is the game that the Blues will go either... Like you don't go out there to lose, but this is a potential game where they could be tipped. But I don't believe that because they've had you know, a great season. The Blues have had a great season. They'll want to finish well in the round robin, and they want to finish at the top. So I see the Blues taking the tars, but it's going to be another game that they're going to have to work out, mate.
0: Yeah. Um, Force Canes, like you said, we don't know the team, um, but the Force have got everything to play for, don't they?
1: Well, hundred percent. Now, going to Perth. Now, whoever's anyone who's ever travelled to Perth, mate, that's a long way. It's like going to a whole different country, and you've got the, the huge time zone difference. They're at home. I think the games will be too, too much for them in the end. But if we make more mistakes and give the force the sniff, this is an opportunity for the small uh, force. They've got nothing to lose. They've got everything, and they're coming on the back of a of a win. If they got bashed up by the uh, Moana Pacific, which I hope there's been a few Charlies and and uh, that and sore knees, then the Canes will be fine.
0: Okay, and then lastly, the Rebels four o'clock Sunday Arvo take on the Highlanders. Uh, Highlanders team, as we mentioned, who are without a few as well.
1: Yeah, and and again, you know, the Rebels have got nothing to lose. The Hur- uh, Highlanders Highlanders got everything to lose. Watching them in the weekend, it was a I was disappointed to be honest watching that that kind of footy in the game um, the Hollanders have done it hard this season they've had a lot of disruption uh, I think the rebels will see this as an opportunity to uh, get a scalp um, and uh, the Highlands will have to watch out I, I call this as a 5050 but you know my 50 goes to the
0: Highlanders yeah good stuff norm all right hey listen thanks for coming on again mate it's been another hurricane Valley we'll do it all again next week
1: Beautiful. Look forward to it, Ricardo.
0: There you go. Hurricane Valley uh, with resin. Decorate with confidence with quality Kiwi made. resine paints. Get expert advice at your resine colour shop and bring out the best in your home.